Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Marketing Matters podcast. Um, last time we talked about... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I need to introduce people and talk about the weather and all kinds of things before we, we start actually talking about what we're going to say. Um, so first of all, yeah, hello David. Welcome, hello. Welcome hello. to our discussion on uh, AI chatbots and continuing with that. But before that, the weather, because we've had some glorious weather in Glossop over the last few days. It's a little bit grim today, but generally speaking, we can't complain. I don't think. And the uh, the solar panels have definitely been earning their keep over the last few days. So yeah, housekeeping out of the way. Can I get on now? I suppose so. Okay. Yeah, we, well, last time we were talking about the AI chatbot and particularly um, ChatGPT and its sort of arrival on the market. And since then, the hype has moved on a little bit with Google and Microsoft starting to sort of draw up the battle lines about where they go next with it. And uh, it seems to be the battleground is going to be search. I mean, obviously, Microsoft with Bing and uh, Google with their Google search both have competing chatbots that they've been working on because Microsoft is, don't think we mentioned that, but they're one of the investors in, in ChatGPT. And they're now talking about they're going to be rolling out and integrating the AI, the chat AI into their search algorithm. So we thought that was, that's got to be worth a discussion because uh, if there's nothing, one thing that marketers love talking about in this world, in this day and age, it's search and search marketing and SEO and all of those sort of things. So we thought we would have a little bit of a chat about how this AI, we think it is going to play out in the field of search. So David, do you want to start us off on our discussion? Well, I think as inevitably as is in my experience all too often in marketing there's a lot of hype going on here because hype marketing as we <laughs> talked about last time the um chat gpt is at one level it's very clever and very slick but has been increasingly pointed out particularly by Microsoft and Google recently over the last last week or so that it is also very good at producing high quality rubbish and and it can make something that is actually a bit meaningless sound very convincing and i think that what where we're coming with with search is the idea that you can you can use as i say natural language in your search rather than just searching for keywords and i think two sides to this one that's not necessarily true because as is always with search you need to be quite clear as to what it is you're trying to find or what you're looking for in the way you make a search and then you've got to interpret the responses that your search engine gives you and the other is that with trying to just use natural language I think most of the time people don't when they're trying to search I think that it might open up some some ideas of using search engines more like wikipedia or something mm. where where you want a, a more generic answer for something but i think it's a different way of working but the interesting thing is what impact is this going to have on what i might call classical seo and the whole thorny subject of keywords and what have you. I don't yeah. know, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, just as you were saying that, it made me think about the fact that classically and traditionally, search engines, you ask it, you, you type something into the box and it gives you a list of, list of websites. And I think that potentially, you're saying about the idea of, is it going to give you more of a Wikipedia type answer? That would be, the, for me, the, I guess the natural progression is rather than giving you a list of websites, it gives you an answer to your question in which it references 
websites and links to websites. So actually, the response becomes much more textual and much more natural language rather than just saying, this is your question, this is a list of websites that might answer your question. And I think that obviously, from a, a search point of view, and if you're as a website owner, you're trying to get people to find your website, that gives you a degree of challenges because it also put, it almost puts a level of structure between someone asking the question and the answer that the search engine is giving you. So I think, it, and, and obviously, I guess they're going to pull that information out of websites. So it, it, it just, exactly. I think it, it makes I, I, it more complicated. I, I think it, I mean, at the moment, yeah, you get, ultimately, with most search, you are looking for not just an answer to a question, what is two mm. plus two, it's four, but what you're actually looking for is, who can I talk to about this? Yeah. Where can I find out more information about this? And that whether that is you're looking for contact details for a, a business to speak yeah. to about something, or you're looking for somebody who has an answer to a question, a technical question, or you're trying to, how do I wire a plug kind of thing, yeah. and that somebody has produced a YouTube video about how to wire a plug, that that sort of, that you're still, it's an, an interface between the different websites and web presence, whatever you want to define it. And it's still going to be that, but I think it's going to try and make it look more, as you said, more complicated. Yeah. Rather than just a list of here are some options, which one do you want? Yeah. It's trying to tell you in a more natural way. But it's just, it's you've got, you're going to have to interpret what it's saying and still try and get through to, well, yeah, but who do I talk to about this? Yes. I actually wonder whether it's going to move it more towards the, I mean, obviously, Google, they're doing all this because they think they can make money out of it and they make all their money almost entirely out of advertising revenue. So I could see a, a day when actually you ask it a question and it's almost creating a personalized magazine article that answers that question. And embedded within that a magazine article, there will be adverts that are targeted. Or, to, or just links. Or links or whatever they make. Yeah. But whether they're links or those, I think that from Google's perspective and from their relationship with the website owners they are going to be adverts so you're going to be people are going to be paying for those links and the way that you're increasingly and it's already going that way that if you want your website to be found on google the easiest way to do it is to bunk some cash out of them and and use advertising and i think potentially it's going to go even more that way and that actually if you overtly want to get someone to your website the best way is going to be increasingly advertising because you can see that's what google want they don't want to be giving away you know they've, they want to give people good information but actually where that information is of direct commercial benefit to somebody they want that somebody to be giving them part of that direct commercial benefit but so. they, they've got they've got the classic problem that these tech companies have had right from the very start and that is that that their fundamental raison d'etre was not commercial it mm. was i've got a good idea the this internet thing is progressing let's find ways of using it and so they developed whether it's search or social or whatever they, they developed these platforms and then they had to figure out hang on, it's costing us a lot to do this. We've got to make some money out of it. And you've still got to find somebody who's prepared to pay for something mm. somewhere. And I know there's the whole thing about, oh, well, with, with a lot of social media, people are paying with, with their data. But still, it's... they yeah, are, But that data is only valuable because... Because Google, somebody's putting their hand Google in their can pocket. turn it into... Or, well, whoever, or the Facebook, social media, whoever can, can, yeah, can turn it into cash by selling that data to some, someone who actually wants to advertise. Yeah. So it's still, the whole process is still just an interface. Mm. And that where 
you know, you're starting to see people try and use ChatGPT now to generate content for them. And as we talked about last time, you've got to be very careful that that content, is it actually meaningful? And yeah, is, well, it, is the, it accurate? The, yesterday, I, I told you about a, where I was writing a bid for a project I'm doing in, in you know, funding bid. We, we actually put the question to ChatGPT and having spent about half an hour, three quarters of an hour trying to write something, we came to the conclusion what the, what the bot had written was better than what we'd done. And it, in the end, we, we sort of mixed the two together. But yeah, it, it's... But uh, you could make a value judgment on it i we were talking about it earlier on today and i said the time of when uh, pocket calculators first came in and the problem with the pocket calculator is you just press buttons and it gives you an answer but what happens if you press the wrong button if all you do is press what you think is right and it gives you an answer then do you just take that answer as true yeah and 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 clearly from as microsoft sorry google discovered this week you can't because it will give you false answers because people will because people want an easy solution and it's easier to think oh well whatever it tells me is going to be true and i think it's and i guess looking at what the fact that Google's, I think it's Bard, it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Came up with a an factually inaccurate answer to a question, had a significant impact on Google's share price over the next 24 hours, suggested that people are expecting these things to be factually infallible. And I think that's, that's absolutely never going to happen because they are, on one level, they're trained on the content of the internet and the contents of the internet are not 100% factual by any way, shape or form. And you've still got to interpret it. And you've got to... Inter- so I think it is always going to be, as you say with the, the calculator, when, when you, you put in 2 plus 2 into calculator, if the answer comes in, comes out 202, you know you've maybe typed something in wrong. Yeah, and- but do you? I mean, yes, yes, you, you do. When any, you do. Anybody who has a basic <clears throat> understanding of, of maths, of, of arithmetic exactly. does. But but the problem is that computers and, and websites and the internet is a lot more complicated mm. than that. And if you don't appreciate what question you've asked or you think you've asked a question but haven't twigged that actually that question could be interpreted in different ways. Mm. And the problem is that the question has been interpreted in the way you weren't thinking of and, and the answer has been given in that way. And you just assume that because you know which question you've asked, mm. that the answer is the answer to your question. Maybe it isn't. Mm. And, and I think the different, the big, big difference between the, the calculator analogy and, and this is that with a calculator, there is a definitive, well, with anything there's a definitive, but it's quite identifying which what's right and what's wrong is quite easy. Whereas with this... The answers are much more nuanced, so it's 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 you know is is a fact it's given you correct is a lot more. You've ultimately you've got to go and check it against other sources, and I think as any journalist or anybody who who writes factual uh, content knows, you can't take anybody's word for. for a, I mean, obviously there are some things that are very obviously correct but for most things you have you can't take anyone any answer as gospel and you will always go and look at other ways of confirming whether that answer is correct and i think with ai you're still going to have to do the same this idea that you ask a, a chatbot and it gives you an, an infallible answer is clearly never going to happen but so. I, I think the other thing it's doing it is and this has been happening for years it is getting rid of the grunt work, Mm. actually producing the content, but still somebody has to assess that content and its value. Mm. But to do that, you have to have an understanding of of what's going on. I think, you know, you you go back 60, 70 years and and the typical company had an enormous typing Mm. pool and all that typing pool was doing was converting 
handwritten content mm. of some description into typed content. It was just a, a highly yeah. functional process yeah. that didn't have any value consideration yeah. in it. And interesting as this, this discussion is, I think we're getting slightly off the subject, which is more about how does it relate to the, the search and from a marketing perspective, how search will, how you will be able to use search to market your business. And I think that goes back in my my view, I think there are two things that come out of it. One is it's going to continue the shift away from keywords and key phrases towards more complete answers to questions. So the idea that it is rather than you targeting a particular key phrase, you are targeting answering a question or providing a piece of knowledge that somebody wants, which is going to make it move the from content writing is going to go much more towards writing good content, which is always the way we've pr proposed and away from writing content to stuff with lots of keywords, which is always the thing we've said shouldn't be the way to go about it. So I think it will actually move things in the right direction on that side. I think it will, but I think it's, it's going to give people some challenges because a lot of the principle of keywords sounds a lot mm. simpler and there are plenty of SEO businesses mm. based on, mm. on that approach, whereas what the new approach is, I, I agree with you, I think it's more likely to be that you actually have to be very, very clear as to what your proposition is and what benefit it delivers and mm. make sure that the content you are producing is reflecting your proposition and the benefit yeah. because otherwise it's when when somebody asks a question it's it's not about oh well somehow I'll get them to my website by having the right yeah. keywords and then they'll figure it out when they get there that that whole process yeah. is going to be handled by sort of automated bots yeah. and so you have got to make sure that your website content mm. is as relevant as possible yeah and, and i think the other significant impact is is going to continue the the sort of direction that if you want to actively promote your business and actively get people to your website then the idea of having to put adverts out there rather than rely on the and i'm using the air quotes here free seo sort of natural search is going to continue and and so it's going to shift more towards if you want to promote your website you will use advertising and actually just as i'm saying that it's sort of coming full circle back to in the days of trade magazines you had PR and advertising and actually it was a balance if you wanted to get a message across very specifically that you were totally in control of you would use advertising you would place adverts yeah but I think there's because the the nature of trade magazines is that they or any magazine is it has a very specific audience that mm. choose to engage with that magazine whereas the whole point of the internet is it has a very generic audience and that somehow the filtering has got to come at a later level and i think but but i think that's where the filtering it will be like each search i think i said earlier each search query will be like a a page out of a trade magazine which will have a very specific audience because it will be an it will be targeted at the audience who has asked that particular question so it's like your your trade magazine is going to be even more targeted because it is targeted at the person who has asked that question. So I think I could see a day where it is it is actually coming more full circle, but actually the targeting of those magazines, those, again, I'm using air quotes, which I admit doesn't work very well on a podcast, but becomes more targeted and more focused on a specific thing. But so actually it, makes, it actually it makes the advertising easier. Well, I think it doesn't, it doesn't, because I think the, the question, the other question is, to what extent is the person who is making the search actively looking to 
spend money. Mm. And I think that the nature of most search is not people looking to spend money. So if if the only way search results are going to be delivered is on the basis of that it costs a company or a person something to have their content presented in a search and that's yeah. being searched by somebody who has no desire to, to spend any money, then it's kind of losing the whole point of search in the first place. It, it is, but if you, if you go back to the trade magazine, people read trade magazines not because, sometimes because they will read it because they're, they're looking to, for a supplier for a particular thing, but often it's because they have an interest in that trade. And, I still and the, think there's going to be that the, the, the search companies have got to make sure that they don't go down the line that every single search is a paid-for search somehow. No. There's got to be a balance, and, which and is I, kind of what there is at the moment. Yeah. And I personally, I, I'm not sure you're right. I think it, it will still stay. that There's got to be a mix. Yeah. But that the nature of google ads where it's a keyword and um and that pops up an advert i think that's going to become more blurred across Um, the whole search ecosystem yeah my word which you couldn't remember this morning that i had to remind you but uh, um yeah and i think i mean we're we're up to nearly 20 minutes now so i think we will uh, we'll start to draw it to close here but i i thought there's one beautiful irony in all of this in that as ai gets more involved in the algorithms that actually deliver search content i think one of the key things they're going to be looking for is content that hasn't been written by ai bots and i think there's a beautiful irony on in that and i think it's a, uh, so i think it's a good point to finish so we will we'll leave it there i'm sure we could have sat and uh, talked for many hours more about this subject and i'm sure the subject will deliver and i'm sure it's not the last time we'll talk about it i also think we've made a few predictions in here so it will be interesting to go back to this in a couple of years time and and see uh, how things actually do pan out but yeah we'll leave it there and as usual if you want to hear more you will find our previous podcasts on podcast.bsamarketing.com you will find blog posts and other sort of marketing content on our website at uh, www.bsamarketing.com or just bsamarketing.com and you'll find us on social media particularly twitter and linkedin at bsa marketing so until next time we will leave it there and just say goodbye and happy marketing bye